song this morning. We'll sing out of the hymn book. Y'all just have to bear with me. Bear with me this morning. Yeah. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Isn't my Savior all the day long? This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. All of us should have a story. The story of how God rescued us, brought us out. Set our feet on a solid rock. And now we are giving his name praise, glory, and honor for all that he has done. What does the word of God say this morning? Is there a word from the Lord? Our scripture reading this morning comes out of Romans chapter verses 12, verses 3 through 13. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 13. Our scripture read this morning. For I say, through the grace given unto me, that every man among you not to think so highly, more highly of himself than he ought to think, but think soberly, according to as God has dealt every man a measure of faith. As many members of one body, and every members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and even every member, every one members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace given unto us. Where the prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Ministry, let us wait on ministering. He that teaches on teaching, he that orders on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. And he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And love be without dissimulation. And draw that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. And be kindly affectionate one with another with brotherly love. Honor and preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and righteous word. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we come, Lord, we ask that you would touch the lips of your dear servant. Touch my mouth that I might boldly say those things you have laid upon my heart. If there's anything like sin round about, cast it away right now. Far from the east is to the west. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Today I want to talk to you on the subject, gifted but not a giver. Gifted but not a giver. You know, God has blessed many of us and with gifts and, 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 and the shame of it is that many of us that have these gifts, uh, we, we, we don't give the gifts as much as we should. We, 
God has blessed us, but somehow we give the least, the ones that seem to be the most blessed. And I, I don't know whether it's always been that way. And people in the country where we live, they always help one another. And we could always go to somebody and get what we needed, even if it was the smallest of little gesture. But you could always depend on somebody giving it, but not because we had a lot, because Many times we gave the least because we cared about one another and we shared with one another. Paul wrote to the church at uh, Corinth and he said, concerning uh, spiritual gifts, we talked about that. He said, Let, I would not you to be ignorant that you know that the Gentiles was carried away by dumb idols, even they were led away. But he says that, but covet first, what? The best gifts that I show you a more excellent way. See, God has more gifts than you and I can imagine. And God has those gifts so that you and I can be a benefit to the kingdom of God. He is a giver of spiritual gifts, so he expects us to be what? A giver. And he blesses us with diversity of spiritual gifts so that we and I can be a blessing to somebody else. There is a more excellent way than to walk around and to have pride over your gifts rather than using your gifts to be a giver to exalt the kingdom of God. We should be building up the kingdom of God rather than turn it down. See, gifts are fine, but they profit us very little if they're not activated by giving by love. And, and that's why he said that, uh, 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 that we need to have love in our heart. Love is the redeeming principle to be able to help us to be a blessing with somebody else. You can have all of the gifts you want, but if you don't have the love of God in your heart to be able to give that gift back, giving of love gifts is more excellent way of imitating the love of Christ that he has in his heart. Celebrate your gifts, but be a love giver. Give love, exercise your gifts, but be a love giver. Don't be just gifted, be a giver to be able to help somebody else in their situation they're in. So Jesus told the parable about the talents, and he's recorded in Matthew 25th chapter, verse 14 and 15. He says, for the kingdom of God uh, uh, is, is like a man traveling in a far country. He's called his servants and delivered them goods. And, and unto one he gave five talents, and another two, and another one. And to every man he gave according to his several ability, and straightway he took a journey. You know the story about it. And, and two invested in the talent and reaped the reward, but one buried his talent in the ground. I know we're talking about talents here and, and talking about a weight of gold, but I want to talk about gifts, your talents, your gifts. Two exercised the talent. The other one buried his talent in the ground. So I'm not sure whether uh, uh, he's, his, his, he thought his gift was a, a, was something that he could sow and get a, 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 pro, a product out of it. You can't sow a gift like you sow a seed. You got to sow it, but you got to be able to give it back to God. To plant what God has given to you, you got to be able to understand. But you got to look at what the Word of God says. To plant, you don't, you have an expectation of harvest. But when you bury something, you don't expect it to come back up again. So this man, he buried it in the ground. He didn't plant it in the ground. So to be truthful, when we bury things, we expect that thing to never come up again. But when we plant something, we expect it to come up. So how many of you have buried your gift instead of planted your gift? Giving nothing back, not even losing, concerned about what you have to be a blessing unto God. See, we lose when we bury our gifts. 
But when we plant our gifts, when we become a giver, God said that he will multiply and give you 30, 40, and 60 percent return on your investment. You've got to be able to give. God gives us gifts so that you and I can be a giver. As we come to our text this morning, Paul there uh, was one of the closest and most vital connections between uh, uh, the profoundest experiences of a Christian life. And, and then uh, he here he lays one of the most uh, mystical conceptions about the very foundation that our Christian conduct, and it links to what's the most profoundest thoughts, the unity of all Christians in Christ, a comprehensive series of practical exhortations that he has given to us. In the church, there, was, there was, must be a, 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 a growing period. There must be a, a, a graduation from being here to there. You must grow from your Christian walk each and every day. So in the church, we got to be able to grow. Here in our text, Paul introduces us to this word called gifts. English language, it loses it. He talks about gifts of grace when you get into the Hebrew language. Different kinds of grace with different kinds of expressions are given with different different individuals. And they are to be cherished and used to be able to uplift the kingdom of God. So gifts were given to us to be given back into the service of the kingdom of God to be able to serve mankind and serve him. We have so many in the body of Christ that claim that they have gifts, but somehow, but in spirit, they, but they're not a giver. They don't want to give. But in our lesson today, first of all, we must have a challenge of every Christian to be able to use your gift, to be able to put down your pride and sometimes shame. Our text says that for, I say that through the grace of given unto me to every man that is what? Among you not to think so highly of himself that he ought. According to God is death, every man to measure a gift. So Paul is telling here in a profound statement that Christians, sometimes we just don't get it. The, God, the grace of God has given every Christian a gift. Some think that we got all of the gifts, and some of us don't, they don't have any gifts. But everybody got at least one gift. One is just as bad of is the other when you think you got all of you don't think you have any. So when we think that God has blessed us, he blesses us with a gift. And and thing about it is, when it comes to your gift, Paul warns us not to think so highly of ourselves than we ought to think. He, but I also added, you shouldn't be ashamed of your gift either. Paul writes, he said that, let us come boldly before the throne of God so we can find grace in our time of need. Paul did uh, pride destroys our gift. And if we allow pride to come in, it'll take all of the glory out of the gift. But he warned us not to think so highly, but not to think so lowly as after any other thing. See, we are sometimes, we are somebody in Christ. When we are somebody in Christ, that means that we are God's children. What gifts that God has given us according to the measure of faith that is in us. And if we have more, it's because more faith was seen by God. If we have little, God saw that we didn't have the faith to handle it. So our test is to be able to learn to operate at a higher level of faith. And our task is to be learning how to operate at that level so that we can be able to receive the gifts that God has given us, then give them back accordingly. And, and though we're gifted, sometimes pride and modesty keep us from being what God has desired us to be, to be that giver that he wants us to be. 
Then next, the body of Christ is given gifts to supply the needs to the kingdom. Our text said, for we have many members in the body. All members have not the same office. So being members in one body and in Christ and every member one to another, having then gifts differing to the grace given unto us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith and ministry, and let us wait on ministering that he teaches on teaching. He that is gorgeous on exhortation. He that giveth, let him give it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. See, Jesus taught us a very important lesson that ties to our text in Matthew. He told us that we are the light of the world. See, he says that God gives us gifts so that we can shine and be the light of the world. And that we must not, uh, we do that by what? Surrendering our will over to his will. We are members of the body of Christ, but we got different gifts. But the gifts are to be used for the body to advance the kingdom of God. Our gift is to edify the body of Christ. God made each one of us important by giving us individual gifts so that the body will have need one for another. Is that a good way of saying it? I can't get along without you. And you can't get along without me. Neither of us can get along without God, but we need each other. The secret to the success of the body is that we must operate in the gift that God has given us so that we can be able to find our place in the body of Christ and work according to what he has gifted us with. And then one of the most important things is stay in your lane. Don't don't get out of your lane. Do what your gift supplies you to do. Huh? Feel good about your gift. Be thankful for the gift that God has given you. Don't be jealous of somebody else's gift. Use the gift that God has given you. God has proportioned every gift to each and every one of us according to our measure of faith. But he gave it to us to succeed. But it depends on us being givers. We got to be able to give what God has given to us to be able to succeed in this thing we call the Christian walk. See, we are not equal in one sense, but we have equal shares according to our faith. We have what God has given us. He says in Luke 6 chapter verses 38, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and shall men give unto your bosom for, uh, for with the same measure ye meet with all, it should be measured unto you. See, give what you have been given. And can you imagine what the body of Christ would be if everybody would operate under that principle that whatever gift that they give, they will give back accordingly, multiplication, increase, favor. Then the other hand, the favor, failure and defeat, when we fail to operate under those rules, is everything in our lives. We wonder why we're not accomplishing what God because we're not utilizing the gift that he's, we're operating outside of the gift that he's given us. The body will fail if we are gifted and we fail to be a giver. See, God said that he took the gift from the one that he had and he gave it to the other. The body will fail. The church is in this state that we're in today because that we have so many people that are gifted that just refuse to be given. Refuse to be givers. They need to give back to God. Then finally, our gifts are, must operate by giving ourselves in love. Our text says, that let love be without dissimulation. 
It pours that which is evil, cleaves to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another, and with brotherly love, and in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuously instant in prayer, distributing the necessity of the saints, giving in hospitality. And then I said before that Paul told the church in proof, is though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity. I am nothing. See, love must be what? Our motivator, using our gifts in the body of Christ. Any other motive has no profit for us in the kingdom of God. So Paul encourages us to get our motives right. Get your motives right. Why are we all here? Why are we in the body of Christ? We are here to be able to advance the kingdom of God. Are we in the church for the right reasons? Do we treat each other the way uh, that we should treat one another? Are our motives Christ-like? Love for right reasons? Do we behave ourselves for the right reasons? Are we doing the right thing? Be kind to one another? Prefer the needs of others over our own? Is that the way we operate? Or do we be greedy in our doings? Or, or do we excited about serving God? Do we rejoice when things happen in our lives? Be patient in the time of trouble. We pray without ceasing. And finally, do we give right? Huh? Driven by hospitality and our giving. Love drives us to give and, and to be able to help one another. Love is our redeeming principle behind everything that you and I do. So we need to be gifted in the body of Christ, but we need to be givers. Whatever gift God gives us, be a giver to give back. So as we close this morning, we live in a world that people are gifted in so many ways and some have tangible gifts and others have intangible gifts. But these verses are worth really looking at and to knowing that God has gifted each of us according to his grace. And, and those that are called to prophesy, he says, prophesy. Those that minister, minister. Those that teach, teach. Exhort, exhort. And, 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 and rule, let them rule. Let those be tangible gifts that we can go out but those intangible gifts like mercy and grace and love and abhorring evil, being good and being kind and preferring one another, not greedy, excited to serve, joyful and patient and prayerful and being hospitable. Those are things sometimes we take for granted. Solomon writes, he says, whatever so thy hand findeth to do it, do it what? with all your might. Do your gift that God has given you, whether it's a major gift, whether it's a minor gift, do your gift. Whether it's a tangible gift, whether it's intangible, do your gift. Don't take your gift for granted. Do it with all your might. God wants that. Remember, when you're working for Jesus, God demands us to put the work in no matter what the task. If it's an easy task, put the work in. If it's a hard task, put the work in. In the parable about the talents, Jesus said that two came back after investing their gifts. And he said, well done, that good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, now I'll make you rule over many. Enter into the kingdom of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. Whether major, minor, or intangible, intangible, whether you need get that gift and make sure that you put all that you have into that gift to give God glory. That's all God wants for us. He wants us to be faithful. Be faithful to the gift that you have been given. The negative side of this story is that there were some that buried their gift in the ground. That buried their gift in the ground. Accountability.
for our gifts is demanded. He said that those who cast their gifts and buried them in the ground, he called them unprofitable servants. He said gnashing and weeping of teeth. We don't want to be accountable for not using our gifts to advance the kingdom of God. So this man, don't make light of your gift. Be serious about how God has blessed you with something that should mean more to you than anything else. The Bible said that so much to whomsoever much is given, much is required. So that's a true statement. But how much more? I'd say that if any is given, the same measure and more is required. Just because you didn't get much doesn't mean that God doesn't require something out of you. See, you think that just because you didn't get much that you don't, you're not required much. Because as much is given, as much is required. Whatever God has given you, he says do it what? With all of your might. And, and that's my approach. I'd rather take the stance that to be caught with my candle going out Light not shining, gift buried in the ground, and other darkness as my reward. I'd rather take the chance of being good than have that as my reward. James Baldwin wrote this poem. He said that in hope of giving is the love of living. The giver risks madness in the act of giving. Some such lesson I seem to see in faces that surrounded me. Needy and blind and hopeless unlifted, what gift you give them, the gift to be gifted. The giver is no less adrift than those who are clamoring for the gift. See, we need to be about our father's business. The best gift that you can give the gifted is to be a gift giver. The best gift that you can give the gifted is for that person is to be a gift giver. We owe God so much. He, he, he's given us so much. We're being gifted by so much and we're lacking so much because of the fact that we fail to give God back what he's given unto us. So I want to encourage you today. Be a giver. Whatever God has gifted you with, give it back to him by serving one another, helping somebody. Then once you serve them, he said that I'll replenish and multiply 36 and 100 fold. God is one enough to bless us. But he wants us to be a blessing to somebody else. Learn to be a giver. Give back to God. On this Thanksgiving weekend, learn that God has blessed us so that we can become a blessing to somebody else. Show God's thanks by giving back to somebody else. God bless you this morning. May heaven ever smile upon you. If there is one in our waiting audience that do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we invite the you to get to know him today. He said that he stands at the door and knock. If any man answers and come in, I'll sup with him and he with me. God wants you to be saved. His desire is none to be lost. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. We'll see you again on next week, falling on our Friday night at our uh, Friday night uh, Bible Institute but also come to us on Sunday morning at our Sunday school and our worship hour. God bless you and let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity. Now we ask, Lord, that you would just bless in a mighty way. Bless our family that is going through bereavement, the Arnold family, Sister Annie Mitchell, funeralizing her today. We pray for them. We pray for the household of faith. We pray for each and every minister, every preacher, every place where your 
a door stand ajar in your name. Be the main guest there. Just enter in. Allow them to worship you in spirit. But let us go out. <clears throat> Show forth our gifts to be able to give back to the body of Christ. To bring and invite in those who are sick and shut in and those that are going through. Let us help one another. Especially during these seasons of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Let us be a light unto the world so that others might see Christ in us. Let us put on that whole arm of God so that we'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. God bless you today and may heaven have a smile upon you. <coughs>